Greetings, audiophiles and listeners of the Lean Green Father figure. You are beings in for a very special treat today. Let us go! Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. (laughs) From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, how's it going? Hopefully you're having an amazing week. This is Corey, and if it's your first time hearing us, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We have an amazing show today. I say that every week, but today, guys, I'm so excited about this. But first, I guess I should introduce myself. Well, my name's Corey, and I am a husband, a father of three crazy kids, and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and get the most out of life as a busy parent. Because for me, finding time to work out, make healthy quick meals, and spend quality time with my family is all really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these amazing folks, that you'll walk away with some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep you and your family going strong. Now today's episode, oh my gosh, my friends, this episode is a huge deal for us. In fact, you know, I have a couple friends and I like to call them my famous friends. These are friends that have gone out and about and they've done extraordinary things in the world of entertainment or business and this friend has hit it big with Netflix and DreamWorks. His name is Mark, and he is the voice of the new animated series that is currently out on Netflix. It's called Home, The Adventures of Tip and O. Now, you got a chance to hear a little bit of his voice in the beginning, and you'll get to hear it again, but folks, we've got some amazing stuff in store for you. So without any further ado, let's just get right into it. Uh, This is Mark Whitten, and he is joining us on this episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. Here we go. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. And as I mentioned, we have a very special guest today. In fact, he's part of a wonderful planet who has taken the time to visit with us just for this special podcast. You know him, you've seen him in the movies on the big screen, and now he's taking to your television on Netflix. Welcome to the show, O. Greetings, humans, friends. Greetings, internets. I am so happiness to be included on your podcast. Though I do not understand this human custom, I usually keep my pods on my body. But (laughs) however it works for you people on the Earthland, it is good for me. Oh, oh, I'm so glad to have you on. And of course, we are talking to Mark Witten, the voice of O, in the new series, Home Adventures of Tip and O. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I have my co-host who has not been with me in a while, Miss Jen Warren, my wife. Welcome, Jen. Hello. Happy to be here. So, Mark, we've known you for many, many years. Uh, You go way back from performing with my wife at Finding Nemo the Musical at uh, Walt Disney World. And since then, you have made the big move. You have moved out to L.A., and things are just exploding for you. Congratulations on this role. It's just incredible. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. 
it has been uh, the the yeah just an unbelievable experience and a dream come true really well tell me tell me about it i mean how did this start i mean every actor dreams of having a role like this and at disney you got to play uh marlin along next to you know my wife doing the dory role and you were excellent in that and then you you move out to LA. What was what was that moment like? What what were you doing on the stage? And you're just like, you know what? I gotta I gotta get out of here. I gotta go try LA. What was that like? Um. Well, okay. Well, I've been doing uh. I've been in Nemo for about three years at that point, and um. You know, I'd moved down from New York City, and it was kind of like everything. Uh, the economy had crashed at that point in time, and New York was getting really hard. And I kind of had this crisis of what am I gonna do? Period. Um, and I was down in Orlando and I knew I loved theater, uh, so much. And I, I, I really had a passion for doing new things and always being out there and pushing myself and, uh, and wanting to go, you know, the extra mile. And, and so when I was doing Nemo, I, I, I tend to like do a job for a little while and then I start to feel restless because as an artist, I find myself growing a little, um, uh, a, a little complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whenever I felt that, I said to myself, if I ever feel like I'm starting to become complacent in my role here at Finding Nemo, that I'm no longer doing the show service and I need to take it upon myself to recognize um, recognize what that is within me and then to move on, to move forward. And I'd always kind of been uh, playing around with that idea uh, and I was a little scared to make the move. You know, it's across to the other coast. Um, it's leaving a, a wonderful job with wonderful people and and starting an entirely new life um, chasing film and TV. But I felt this, I felt like that's where I was being called creatively. And and I I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do Nemo any disservice. And I also wanted to, uh, push myself as an artist, and I thought that the best way to do it was to uproot myself and put myself in a market um, where I felt like I might have some more opportunities to be in uh, original projects and to and to kind of be in the center of it all. So, uh, L.A. and New York are generally considered, you know, entertainment capitals in in America, and and uh, I had been in New York didn't really care for it it is a lovely place to visit it's I a very personally very specific lifestyle um, for sure but you know i went out to la because i wanted to try that side of the business and uh, a little uh, side bonus my family also lives out in la oh my no bro- way yeah my brother lives out in pasadena so it was really nice to be close to him as well, well did, that's great did you keep your motorcycle I did keep my motorcycle. I do yes. not drive it as much out here as I did in Florida. Um, even though you can kind of split traffic and and go up the right. middle, it's, uh, it's there are some people who do it, and my hats off to them. I always <laughs> make sure I dodge well out of the way to give them uh, give Ooh. them enough space. But um, uh, the most that I would ride it out here is up in in the mountain streets, where it's kind of a little little less traffic and and nicer views. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, um, between New York and LA, which one's more expensive? Uh, hmm. that's, that's a hard call. <laughs> uh, so, 
They're both pretty pricey. Oh, my gosh. So you get to L.A., you uproot everything, mm-hmm. and uh, what did you plan for this? Did you just go just go crazy and move out there and then find a place? Did you live with your family for a little bit, or were you like, you know what? I'm going to plan this out. No, I'm going to give you... my notice, move slowly. I have an apartment. I'm good to go. How oh, was it? Sorry, I had no plans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, the, the one plan I had, I, I had an acting class uh, locked down uh, with a gentleman called Stephen uh, – named Stephen Book. Um, Very interesting acting class that has to do with improvisation technique. Uh, Wonderful teacher. And I came out here and was involved with that. So I had a little bit of a touchstone, uh, you know, a group of people that I would be studying with for, for, uh, you know, a year or two out here. Um, I found an apartment close by uh, in Pasadena to my brother. So I had family support as well. But as to what I needed to do, you know, I, I, I must say I tried to prepare as much as I could, but nothing nothing really prepares you like just living here and slogging it out. And everyone was like, you know, the first year is going to be really hard. And if you can make it past that first year and still be running, you'll be fine. Um, and when I came out here, I initially came out to do film and TV live action. Now, with home, I'm clearly not doing that. But uh, that's, I guess, a, a larger part of the story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What, did you so so you go out there? You have the class, and you're taking this. Did you decide to? Was it a, a choice to not work and definitely just focus on your profession? Like, had you saved enough to to be able to survive for a little bit, just networking and trying to get your name out there and taking this class or did you have to like find work right away no absolutely i had i had been very fortunate to uh save away uh enough money that i could live um without having to you know immediately jump into a job for a little bit of time that's Um, amazing in retrospect, I, I might have wanted to find a job. <laughs> uh, and I only say that because when I got out here, I was like, I'm going to be available and free to do all this stuff. And I'm going to hit the ground running and everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, who's this new guy? And uh, what I didn't understand, I, I came out here and I think within the first week I went to a, a, like a casting director workshop. Um, which are things that happen out here, uh, a way to meet casting directors that is, is a matter of debate among the acting community, whether they're good or not. Um, but I went to them and I've, I've found the benefits and I've found detriments. Anyways, I went to one and I was like, I've only been here for a week. And then, you know, <laughs> that was in my like introducing ourselves and everything. And then like the guy next to me raised his hand. And he's like, I just got here yesterday. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All that thunder stolen. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so so the, I, I had a really good piece of advice dropped to me that I probably could have done a little bit more with. I don't think I totally ignored it, but uh, I definitely might have embraced it a little bit more. I met with... Um, uh, my, my parents, uh, you know, knew somebody, knew somebody through a circuitous uh, thread of familial relations, they knew this casting director. And so I was able to go and have coffee with him. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's good to have those meetings. And that's kind of like that you got to know somebody out in Hollywood. And it's mm-hmm. very true. Um, so I, I was I was having coffee with him. And he was like, he was like, you know what, you, one thing you should remember when you're out here is get a life. 
And he was like, <laughs> he was like, get a get a girlfriend or a partner or whatever your preference. Go get a hobby. Go do stuff. Get a job. Do do things. Live your life. Don't don't just live this because this takes a long time. Right. And if you're just obsessed with this, you might drive yourself mad. And mm. and it is true. It it takes time. It just takes you know, people show up with really great intentions and a lot of energy, but ultimately getting to know people and building relationships is is something that takes time. And it takes right. you showing up not just once and not just for the first week, but for the first year, for the second year. It takes you showing up for the third, fourth, and fifth year. And you may, you may not have all those opportunities until 10 years down the line, but that's like you build relationships over time. And um, that's something that I, I, I've matured into recognizing, but I kind of wish that I, I wish I had a little bit of that wisdom when I was hopping the plane out here. Right. And, and how long did it take to get to the point where you were booking things out there in LA? Well, um, you know, just recently, just within the past uh, year or two. And I think that, um, uh, I've been I've been really lucky in this regard that I've landed into something like home this quick. Huge. Um, it's huge. Yeah. It's such a big deal, man. I mean, I'm just so happy for you and so proud of you. And I know Jen's the same way. Jen's just like beaming. Like when <laughs> when we saw, I think we saw a Facebook status for me, right? They were saying yes. that it's coming out. And uh, I mean, I, I swear my kids are probably like many kids in the nation. They watched every episode back to back to back. So we're very familiar with it. Yes, and I was very concerned about the kitty litter eating episode. So people will have to <laughs> yeah, watch that. Some, some dubious morality there, yes, I suppose. Seriously, um, <laughs> I was concerned for your health, Mark. <laughs> I didn't know how much fun. research you, you, you had have, to do. You guys don't have cats, do you? No, no, no cats. No cats. <laughs> then That's stay. true. You have experience. You have experience. To everyone but, out there who does have cats. I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's talk about the actual audition for O. And yeah. um, and did you hear about it from the casting director? Did he say, "Hey, check this out"? Or how did that work? No. So um, so like kind of a, a fast forward through through my time out here. I ended up um, I ended up you know running at the film and TV thing hard, and then you know I ended up actually working at Disneyland out here. And so I was doing a lot of jobs. I, I puppeteered down at Disneyland. I puppeteered at the Natural History Museum. And I found a lot of cool performance jobs. But all along, I was always just saying to people, I was like, I'm a puppeteer. I'm a puppeteer. Whenever they'd ask me what I was doing, and I would say, I'm doing these things. And I started to feel like I I knew that I wanted something more. And right. and I I randomly started, uh, I, I produced some of my own material. Um, I, I produce uh, shows and um, you know, web shows and whatnot. And so I bought all this material and I had, uh, the equipment to be a voiceover artist. And so I started playing around with that and I really liked it. And I made my own demo. I sent it out to a bunch of agents and one of them signed me. Uh, I'm with coast to coast right wow. now. And she signed Unreal. me off of a demo that I made. And, um, so I was like, all right, I've got this voiceover agent and I had all these like voiceover auditions coming in. And I was sitting there thinking, what am I doing with my life? I'm never going to get into film and TV. And I was like, Mark, slow down. You're getting auditions for voiceover. Why are you, I, 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 for some reason, I was kind of overlooking this as its own unique business that I could approach. And I, I, I kind of was blind to what was right in front of me. Oh, it's so lucrative so, too, Mark. I mean, it's, it's so <laughs> lucrative. Like the voiceover industry 
you know, it's amazing. I mean, we're, we're in college and we're doing our thing and we have a teacher in theater careers. Jen and I both have, you know, theater degrees. And it's like he shows us all these different avenues you can go to be a performer and one mm-hmm. of them is voiceovers. But yeah, amazing. Well, can... And you can go to the mall and not get recognized. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and this was all this lovely stuff that I found out. So I dove into it a little bit. I thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a try because I had always wanted to do it. It was like one of my bucket list things to be a, a video game voice. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to look at what's right in front of me and I'm going to embrace that. And, and I'm going to go a step further. Whenever anyone asks me what I do, I'm going to tell them I'm a voice actor, even if I have like no credits right now, because I was like, I'm an, I'm an actor and I'm, I'm applying myself to this form of acting study right now. And so I started saying that I was, I started connecting with the community and really like I had all these auditions coming in that I could give meaningful practice on and that's what most actors they just want to have auditions and opportunities to go out and do stuff and so home came to me through my agent um and it was a it was a it was a sound alike feel alike for jim parsons who's uh the role of o in the film and um and so I, uh, the only thing that had been out at that point, because I auditioned for this back in September of 2014, so almost two oh, wow. years ago, wow, is my first audition for it. Cool. Um, and uh, so this audition, I, I, I just recorded a voice match. All I had to go off of was the trailer for the movie that had not yet been released. Oh so my I, gosh. Yeah. So I recorded that, I sent it off and then like, and then just kind of uh, forgot about it. And then a week later, I found out I got this callback. And, and uh, you know, I, I went to this callback, and the casting from DreamWorks was there. The showrunners were there. I was really nervous, and I was like, okay, I got to I gotta really prepare for this one. Because usually in voiceover, they don't, they don't always see you in person. Right. Everyone can send in MP3s now, so there's you never get, like, FaceTime with people. Yeah. Right. But it's beautiful when you do because you're there in front of the microphone, and you have freedom to do what you, you don't have to worry about engineering you don't have to worry mm. about directing it or anything anything that you do with your home setups you get to be there and be free in this in this moment and um i went into the callback really nervous and i i tried to like i was like all right mark just act like you already have the job act like you you know mm-hmm. <laughs> act like you work there and and i was in out loud which is where we record all the time and I was looking around and I was like, what if this was my, what if this was my workspace? What if this was the couch that I sit on when I'm just like taking a break? And it really calmed me down. And I went in and had like what was one of the best callback experiences in my life. And then I didn't hear anything for two months. Oh, wow. gosh. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was two months of radio silence. And I was like... I, I, you know, I was, I was telling my friends, I was like, I was like, I don't understand. I, I felt, I just felt so good. And, you know, it it very well could have turned into nothing. As it turns out, they called me up again. They were like, second callback. And this is in like November. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And so then they, they, they uh, had some material from the movie for the second callback. Um, and so I went in and I was like, all right, there are going to be a couple guys here. It's like got to be like two or three of us. And I went in and it's like just me. And, no. and we went up and we, we we recorded for producers and then we we left. And I was like, is no one else 
coming in for this? <laughs> and, <then> like, <laughs> and the creators were there and they were, they were, they were talking, they were talking with me and they were like, Oh, we're really excited to record the pilot episode. And I was kind of like, so does that mean I have the job? <laughs> <laughs> Later on, I found out that it was kind of like they, they just needed to hear a little bit more. They needed to hear a little bit more of how uh, that I could really match uh, Jim's voice. Yeah. And that's amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just um, I just talked to a bunch of my friends in this voiceover community I'm a part of today, actually, about this same thing. And uh, and I was saying I was I don't I didn't have credits like a lot of folks who are out here in the business do. I didn't have a really intense social media following. Um, I didn't have anything that made me look like leading uh, leading material from the production standpoint. But Thurup and Ryan, the creators of this show, um, really loved what I did. They, they loved that I felt like the part. And they, were, they fought for me. They, they were like, we need to have this guy. So in spite of all that, there were people out there who were willing to fight for someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily from, you know, look great on paper, as it were, but they trusted that I could do the job. And that meant so much to me. So that's amazing. I love that. I love that story. What a great story that is. Yeah. You, you know what I was wondering also about your audition process, because I don't I, I've seen the movie many times and mm -hmm. passing because my kids watch it, but I don't recall him singing a ton in <laughs> the movie. And I was so pleased uh, to see you singing in the episodes and there were so many musical numbers and I just thought did they know this about him when they hired him did they have any idea you could sing <laughs> they they did not have any idea that I could sing um wow the only thing that that Jim sings in the in the movie as we know is the booby and death song um, right 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 <laughs> but uh but they they had no idea and actually it came up as we were recording the pilot episode um and uh, my co-star, uh, Rachel Crow, who plays Tip, is a beautiful pop singer. And they knew that she could sing. And so they were kind of chatting about it. And they were kind of like, eh, maybe this, maybe we'll have music or maybe I'll do the theme song and whatnot. And then I was like, oh, I, I sing as well. I do like a ton of musical theater. And they were like, really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah. And so we kind of just like we kind of just sang some random ditty in there and they were like, and the, the wheels started turning from that point on. They were like, you know what? Let's, let's try to put some music in this show. Yes. And I don't know if that was the moment they, maybe they had it as a thread anyways, because they knew Rachel could sing. Sure. But then when they found out that I could, they were like, all right, let's give this a go. And they've been so pleased with the music so far. Alex, uh, Alex Gringas, the, uh, the guy who does, um, and does our music is amazing and uh he has he has come up with some some wonderful stuff oh man there should be a full album and everything else <laughs> i know there's certain things you can't talk about but i say for the future full <laughs> album then concert tour you know Kids just tour we take over those. the world <laughs> take over the world everyone write a letter to dreamworks right now <laughs> yes i love it no, i love that you helped I shape the show be, like that That's i think so it'd cool. be wonderful make it a it, it works so the music brings such a such a unique um uplifting and energetic quality to it i think and it's yep. uh it's really pretty and i i just love that they've they've taken the chance on that too 
Yeah. So with that theme song that, oh, oh, oh at yeah. the beginning, like, are you, were you, you were part of that, that you do the whole, mm-hmm. like, connected by the heart or whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm actually singing on the, uh, on the chorus too, the, the home, and not that oh, cool. much higher, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so that's Rachel then on the lead vocals. That is Rachel on the lead vocals. Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. you were telling us a little bit about her earlier that you told me she's on X Factor. Is that right? Yeah, she was uh, she was on X Factor when she was um, thirteen or fourteen, I want to say, and she she was one of the one of the final people on X Factor, and she just has this gorgeous voice, and she's a wonderful human being. And I was I was actually yeah, I brought her up because um, she is also uh, uh, she's she's mixed race and she's adopted as well. And I thought that you know you guys. Uh, have a multiracial family and it was a neat connection between the two and so I think that uh, you know she's very passionate about adoption she's very passionate about uh, about about multiracial families and speaking about that and just a, a beautiful person so I think that uh, you know, we gotta have her on we gotta yeah. have her on the show if yeah I'll you know what I'll I'll chat with her and uh, see if we can't make something like that happen I oh think that would be amazing unique. awesome uh, well in, in addition to Rachel, there's a couple other awesome names that you got a chance to work with. I, I saw that Sherry O'Terry makes a, an appearance. Is that right? Yes, yes she does. Yeah, Sherry oh O'Terry. God. Did you get to talk to her for any length of time? Uh, we were recording in the booth together, actually. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. I got to catch her when she was doing some pickups. Um, oh, how Generally, cool. they bring folks in and they'll do single sessions, uh, you right. know. She's she's got a busy schedule, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of folks that we have in on the show because we have some we have some big names coming on the show, and mm. um, so I'm sure they're they're really busy. Um, and so sometimes they're in single session, and sometimes I get the uh, the joy of being in the booth with them and performing. And so on on a particular day, I was I was in there with Sherry, and we were doing some background vocals together. Yes. Um, yeah. It was, it was is wild. she a hoot in real life is she as fun as she seems oh yeah absolutely she's <laughs> she's wonderful yeah. you almost want to ask her if you can do a cheer just real quick just one just quick just cheer one, please the perfect cheer i've, I've, the perfect I've cheer. like really been proud of myself for keeping my fanboy to like a minimum oh good you have you, to good I job would fail miserably no, see Jen, whenever jen's around famous people she freezes i clam up she oh, freezes awful. she doesn't know what to say and so we have, I mean, you remember when um, Bobby Lopez and his wife, uh, what's her Kristen. name? Kristen. would come to the stage. I don't know. Were you there, Mark, when they visited sometimes? Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah. So Bobby and Kristen Lopez, everybody, just so you know, are the creators of Frozen and Finding Nemo the Musical at Disney and Avenue Q. Composers. So composers. many other things. Yes, many and, things. Yes, thank you. And they visit the stage every now and then. And, you know, a lot of people at the Nemo stage are all like, you know, trying to say hi to them or get close to them or like oh let's be friends on facebook you know or whatever <laughs> and then there's like jen in the corner who's like i don't know what to say so, so of, i will say nothing <laughs> i am horrified yeah, so not to make eye contact <laughs> exactly yeah. like i can't look them in the face oh gosh because i'm always so i want to be so respectful of um not being a total fangirl with them but at the same time <laughs> wanting to let them know how important their work is to me and how right. wonderful mm. it is to tell that story for them and, and there are a lot of facets to you know like how do you articulate that because you know we we we've experienced a lot of their uh their performances i don't know we we've had this separate experience and then to try and like make sense of that i yeah. just um uh, this is a fun story so we were at, at our opening party um 
Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, is also on our show. And I had wanted to talk to him about how much I love SpongeBob for the uh-huh. longest time. And I didn't do it after working with him for like a year and a half. I just <laughs> told him at the at the opening party that we had. And I was like, Tom, I just have to tell you how much I love SpongeBob. And I was like <laughs> in line for the for the premiere of the first movie, like opening night. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, are you so you've seen the movie and you have it kind of memorized. Do you do you remember the part when <laughs> When they're like, uh, they they're blowing bubbles in like a bar, uh-huh. and oh, yeah. this this guy's like, "Who blew that bubble?" <laughs> and then he, he tries to sift him out by playing the Goofy Goofer song, right, trying to get him to like, <laughs> trying to get him to move, and like he, he knows yes. it's gonna be his downfall. <laughs> He's torturing them, and SpongeBob is about to lose it. The animation of them just like freaking out is like so locked in my mind, and it's... my kids every morning they're like. Well, it looks like we've got ourselves a double baby every morning. Just, uh, I love that. It's one of it was so well done. Parts. And once again, like the music in that, it, I think that's what really just just made me so excited about that uh, that film too. Is that they just had fun songs, and there's something that that like music brought to it that I don't know. It was really special. Uh. So did he? Did he take your fanboyness as well? Absolutely. Um, by that point, we had worked together a number of days. Uh, everything was cool. <laughs> good, <laughs> and good. He's, he's a great guy, too. So, you know, he's um, I'm sure if I had like initially freaked out on him, he would have he would have it might have been just weird. as fine. With it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have been cool. <laughs> I'm sure he would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, so let. OK. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, the, the, the big picture of this thing, like how. How do you feel that this show speaks to kids? Because there's a lot of things for kids to watch out there. Um, you know, my kids mm-hmm. tend to gravitate towards The Day My Butt Went Psycho, which is another show on Netflix. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. guys, guys, I'm sorry, but I really feel like you're getting dumber watching this show. Like, <laughs> can we watch something that's going to teach you a positive lesson or some anything mm-hmm. out there? But, you know... What is it about this show that really just speaks to you and connects you to the overall message of, of what it's doing? Because the movie was one thing, but these these little movies that are the TV series, right? they have their own little message in each one. So what's they that do. like for you? You know, they uh, each each different one, uh, you know, they're they're able to kind of pick out certain messages here and there and and get really specific in some episodes i'd say overall this is uh, a story about about friendship and it's a story about family um you know oh being this uh, the boob that he is uh <laughs> is unfamiliar with both of those things because the boob do not have friends and the boob do not have families and so through this we kind of get to have this naive uh, character enter this big human world, and he's given uh, chances to really understand what it's like to have a best friend, and and what you know what happens when you you know when if you betray that person's trust, um, and what happens when you need to stand up for that person. Um, and what happens when, or, you know, in, in an episode I just watched, actually, I've, I'm still watching through it as well, <laughs> um, before I got onto this, uh, uh, cast with you guys, um, what it's like to have a pet, um, uh, mm. when, when they have, you know, pig cat 
and he, uh, spoiler alert, accidentally throws him in the garbage. Um, <laughs> and then and then learns what it's like to, you know, to understand that Pig Cat is a unique pet. Um, so I think that it's got a lot of wonderful messages uh, in that way. Um, I think it's lovely to have a character like Tip as the leading lady of the show. Um and I, I love seeing that. And, you know, Rachel does a bang-up job with it. Uh, and I think that it's it's not always... Uh, you don't always see a young black girl who's the lead of a show. Yeah. Right? And, and being smart, strong, and sassy. And, uh, and you know, full of confidence. And, and, you know, it's just... It's nice to see a new face up there. Yep. And I think that Absolutely. that'll be... It'll really help for, for everyone to look up there and say, oh that's me for all the for all the young black ladies out there who uh who are watching the show and also for everyone else to 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 look at her and be like she's cool i want to yeah. be her friend yeah i understand this person this person is no different from me oh. and i think that that's a, a beautiful message too amazing so. amazing uh did did you ever get to talk to jim parsons or rihanna about their experiences or are they kind of like they probably moved on from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have not had a chance to speak with them yet. I I would love someday to uh to to meet Jim and Rihanna and uh and and Steve Martin and and chat with them about about the movie. <laughs> I love the movie. I I've had a really great time. I watch it every day before I go to record. So every recording session, I'm always watching the film to to kind of touch back. Uh, to what what they did, what Jim brought to the character, um, and I watch a lot of his interviews on TV, so I can kind of you know find out a little bit more about his voice and get get that little bug in my ear for when I go to record. So, but uh, maybe so, in the future someday I'll, I'll get a chance to say hi. So dedicated, man. I, I so much respect for you and your your craft because it it takes so much work, and you really do notice. I mean, you sound amazing <laughs> oh, thanks so much you, you sound so wonderful and i know how hard you work because um well we've seen your work ethic up close while you were here so well and also <laughs> i'm 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 pretty obsessive about preparing and getting ready for things and working yeah. really hard and staying motivated and jen has always said to me like you are so similar to mark and you know i i I've known you, but like hearing all of this, like I'm realizing how huge a compliment that is. You know, <laughs> I have. I've oh, said that shucks, for years that you guys would be buds. Well, I appreciate being compared to you, sir. You are a you. You stay on top of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got three kids here. We got to stay on you top. Have or else to. We'll just There's drown. No choice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, what's next for you, Mark? What's next? Um, next up for me, uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm auditioning every day. Uh, so I'm, I'm always putting my hat in the ring, uh, for projects and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully more projects like this with DreamWorks or Disney or Nickelodeon, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I'm dabbling in the video game world. I don't know if, uh, for anyone out there who's a video gamer, I, I'm, I voice, uh, Alex on Street Fighter five and, uh, Ooh. And hopefully we'll have some more titles uh, to speak of uh, soon in the future. Um, I'm also producing a podcast, uh, a radio play. My my friend uh, from Florida, actually, who now lives out here, wrote a uh, sci-fi radio drama. And so uh, 
I'm learning how to produce audio, which is actually kind of, it's helping me with, um, with, you know, my auditions. It's helping me with knowing my way around, uh, audio programs and audio equipment. Uh, so it's all, it's all a nice blend into what I already love doing with voiceover. Um, but we're producing that and I'm, I'm a part of it. And I'm also, uh, adding all the sound effects and cleaning up the audio and everything. So amazing. That's been a lot of fun. If anyone wants to check it out, uh, shameless plug, it's called theater of tomorrow and it's really well written. It's all old sci-fi stories. Is it on iTunes now? It is on iTunes, yeah. Okay, good. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes so everybody can have that. And that's theatre with an R-E. The, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> the erudite way of spelling. Um, where else can we find you? What are your social handles? And by the way, are they blowing up now that people are starting to like try to find this guy who's doing the, the new voice of O? Or are they trying to find you? <laughs> um, I, I've been found by a couple of people. Uh, it's not, I'm not like, you know, it's not flooding in yet. Um <laughs> Which is probably good because I need to kind of ramp up how how wonderful I am at social media. <laughs> so being eased into it might be a, a pretty awesome thing. But my my Twitter is at mpwitten p for penfound, which is my middle name. Um, nice. At mpwitten, and my name. Instagram is at mwitten. Um, don't know why I made those different, but I did. <laughs> um, and of course, on Facebook, uh, you can look me up. I have uh, my uh, actor page as uh, Mark Witten as well. Um, so yeah, those are those are the social platforms I do right now, and uh, I try to keep people updated with you know cool projects that are coming my way. I'll I'll tweet about um, about when uh, you know Theater of Tomorrow episodes finish. Um, the web series that I did, Rolling High, which I finally got finished and produced, is out. And uh, so, you know, I kind of like put all of my artistic updates through those platforms. And, Brilliant. Uh, yeah. I will put all of those in the show notes. Oh, and, thank you uh, so much. <laughs> Mark, I cannot thank you enough, man. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. This is a huge interview for us. We've had other actors in the past that have been on oh the walking dead or starred in broadway musicals and stuff but you're our first official voice actor leading man all right awesome oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right man well we'll the talk to you soon opened <laughs> i know well, well we'll hopefully we'll have you back on maybe we'll have rachel on and uh keep on doing that amazing work man you're you're inspiring kids everywhere and inspiring fellow actors that's for sure with your work ethic so keep it up sounds great thank you so much guys love you and miss you and i'll uh, uh, oh, see you soon thanks for listening love everybody miss you too yeah thanking you for listening to the episode on this cast pod you can do following us on the book of faces twitter instant grammings pinning of the trust and my favorite streaming service the youtube of many cat videos you can always be locating the slim green father figure on the interwebs at www.leangreendad.com. One thing I has learned is the importance of family. So pleasings to keep going the extra 5,280 Earth foot measurements for your families. Goodbye!